0: Hey Sam, how are you? I'm Sleepy Cal. Hi Sleepy Cal, I'm a regular Cal. Have we done that as a dumb opening yet? I don't know Because I done I'd, that as a The yet. amount that I say You've that. you said a lot in your real life. <laughs> oh um, good. You got any dumb questions and or tweets? No tweets this week. Oh boo. Um, boo. Yeah. Oh I'm sorry, I'm just... Uh, I,
1: we also missed the perfect opportunity to swing straight into the show when we talked about how sleepy we were.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I am particularly sleepy, and I, I don't know why sleepy. I've had, like, four Red Bulls. It's probably the sun that's shining in through your window. Why would that make me sleepy?
1: Because, yeah, sleepy, you know, you when you're sitting in the rays, and, you know, it makes you... I play on the word shining. It's mostly just for a bit...
0: Bad this, this might be the worst intro we've ever done It
1: might be any show
0: are, <laughs> Energies are low in this room at the moment So, I, I uh, uh, fuck up. it, let's get this episode over and done with <laughs> Play the music <laughs> Welcome to the Video Shop Podcast
1: about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. And today, we are talking about Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and someone's Dr. Sleep. Who did it again?
0: Oh, i got no idea. Some some prick. Uh, I probably should look it up. No. Start talking. No, it's fine. It's said about a thousand times at the end of the movie that it was made by this person. And honestly, it, good on them, because this movie was fine. <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, which one are we talking about first? Well, uh, well, okay. Which one do we usually talk about? I can't remember whether we do the old one or the new one. I think we, we usually start with... do the new one first and then talk about the old one, but I think we should talk about these in chronological order. I agree. So,
1: ha- have you seen The Shining before? It was directed no. by... Uh...
0: Doctor Sleep was directed by... and We know that... The, the Mike Shining. Mike Flanagan. Okay. I think... Mike Flanagan's done other things, because I've yes. made the joke that he was Mike Flan, and then it was Mike Flanagan who did the thing. Yeah, I think yeah. we spoke
1: about it a couple of weeks ago, maybe.
0: Bad joke. Bad, yeah. low energy, poor podcast. Uh Had you seen
1: The Shining before? No. I- I've, I'd i seen less of it than I thought, although apparently we had the extended edition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which I feel like is unnecessary. Yeah. It's not like this the extended edition of Lord of the Rings where it's like there's so much crap. Yeah, more story? Yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah, my my exposure to The Shining was largely osmotic just through culture making references to it.
1: Yeah, I feel like you've watched most of the movie.
0: At just least all the culture. bits where things happen. There's a yeah. lot of bits where nothing happens. I think there's a good five minutes of <laughs> of the kid just riding around the halls. It's pretty intriguing, though. It looks beautiful, and the
1: sound design was fantastic. The, yes, like the wheels on the like the floorboards, and then on the
0: carpet. Yeah, yeah, gave an interesting rhythm. Like boom,
1: boom,
0: yeah, mm. which sort of emulated the that opening, like deep strings. Yeah. Yeah, that has become a sort of uh, leitmotif of the the hotel now in other versions of the show. Yeah. Yeah, like, there were... Like, design-wise, it was beautiful, but it was a five-minute story stretched out over more than two hours.
1: Well, and it's a super-simplified version of a much more complicated book, Mm. which probably works in its favour. The original book has, like, moving gargoyles and...
0: Yeah, all um, the all the spooky things sort of didn't need to happen. But that's I sort of thought that where Stanley Kubrick's movie was going to go is more that all the horror elements are happening in the head of the messed up kid and the and the psychopathic dad yeah. rather than anything that's actually happening.
1: Based on Stanley, uh, Stanley Stephen King though. Yeah, so yeah. Stephen so Stephen King's is always.
0: Yeah, but I thought one affluent. of the reasons why Stephen King didn't like it was because Stanley Kubrick was going to make a point of leaving it ambiguous as to whether any of it was real or not. Nah, I think he just didn't like that he took out the gargoyles and the dumb hedge maze bullshit. Like, because the, in the in the hedge maze stuff in the book, there's actual like topiaries moving around. There's like monsters made of hedge. Come and eat him, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's um, the Lost in adaptation video. The um, uh, I can't remember his real name. Dominic Noble. Yeah, I think he's the YouTube channel now. Used to be the Dom. Um, yeah, he does really great videos on the differences between books and movies, and so I've watched his video, and there is so much like dumb yeah. shit cut out of the Stanley Kubrick movie. Um, compared to what's in the books.
1: Yeah, and,
0: and apparently...
1: So, I'm just having a quick look here. Um, most of Steven, Stephen King's dissatisfaction with the film comes from the differences in regards to the personality of Jack. Yeah. So, apparently, in the film,
0: the motive of the ghosts is to apparently reclaim Jack. Um, because he's the reincarnation of some dude who used to live in the hotel? Yeah, who
1: seems to be reincarnation of a previous caretaker of the hotel. Um... Jack's repeated claims to have not just... a The film is even more focused on Jack as opposed to Danny than the novel. Fair enough. Apparently the room number was 237 in the film, and 217 in the book.
0: Who cares? Um, (laughs) I don't know why that matters. Uh, If anything, that just serves to clearly separate the two versions. Yeah, like, I wouldn't necessarily call this an uh, in-name-only... adaptation but no no it's not but it definitely is its own standalone thing yeah um yeah i just i sort of don't know what the the hype is about this film yeah like i don't know why it's sort of going down as a classic especially in horror there isn't a lot here that really gets into my head as like like nothing really sort of makes me uneasy about anything that happened there It just sort of felt like Jack Nicholson went from one Jack Nicholson and slowly, well not even slowly, he sort of snapped from one to about five and then ticked up to seven and then snapped back to ten. I was going to say,
1: well I'm reading like what are the major differences and apparently he's much more likeable initially in the book, Mm. which I think would have helped the movie actually. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's kind of a dick and then he tries to murder his family. Yeah. There's no in between. Spoilers for The Shining... And also obviously to sleep. Yeah, spoilers.
0: But like the um, the the slow increase, like the slow descent into insanity for Homer in the parody, the Simpsons parody, is more subtle <laughs> than it is with the Jack Nicholson version. Uh, but anyway, and um, D- uh,
1: Dick, the other guy with the shining, yeah, well, yeah. The shining, yeah. doesn't get actually killed in the book. He's yeah. just injured. Yeah, in the book, so he survives it. I mean, Apparently, Stephen King tried to talk Stanley Kubrick out of casting Jack Nicholson as well because he's like he's too sinister. Yeah, which so that's is interesting.
0: Probably fair enough. He is a pretty sinister guy. Yeah. Well, at least in that film, he comes across as disingenuously evil the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> not that he does a bad job or anything, but I think that's just that character. He's he's angry at how he's still blamed. For, for accidentally hurting the kid. But you can tell that there's something there that, like, that he's capable of hurting people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's sort of what the the vibe I got was. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like this movie didn't really do very much with its premise and the amount of time it had to explore that premise.
1: (laughs) It's a, it's, it's a film entirely about capturing a tone. Mm. More than it is about character. Mm. Which is very much like Stanley Kubrick's other work. Yeah. You look at 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. Great film. All about tone. Character doesn't matter in that film. Mm. It's about uh, tone and look and feeling.
0: Well, but, even like, emotion is usually pretty well explored in... At least in the other things that I've seen. Uh, like, in AI like you is that
1: Stanley Kubrick
0: It started as Stanley Kubrick but and then, then he became, died
1: yeah and then became
0: And you can see the hard cut off yeah, as yeah. the where Spielberg picked it up and ran with it Yeah um,
1: cuz they're actually very different styles
0: Yeah like and there is a a seam. like <laughs> the, the <laughs> you, you can see the scarf from where it's been yeah, I was going to say you can see the seam together. where mm. they have um knitted the
1: scarf into the pant leg Yes yeah. <laughs> great
0: <laughs> But yeah, like you, you get that sense of like, um, like you, you feel that like disconnection from the family as soon as the biological kid comes into it. Yeah. And like there, there is still that sort of like Stanley Kubrick has this, this interesting way of, yeah, getting that emotion across. Beyond the dialogue and and the events of the film, yeah, like he's it's a little bit weird, but it's something that you could only really capture in the medium of a movie, and he does that very very well.
1: Yeah, and so the interesting thing with the movie as well is I
0: feel like the
1: main character is meant to be Danny or Jack, right? Mm. Um, but it feels like it's the. It's the mum, yeah. It's the mum. I can't remember her name all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, uh, Wendy. Wendy. Yeah, Wendy. I feel like it's Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at least it should have been, I feel. Yeah. Like, because seeing it from an outsider's perspective could have been really interesting. And I guess that they're all the main character at different points. Like, I sort of see why a TV series sort of made sense, or a TV miniseries. It's horrible. It's it's, horrible. Apparently it is really it's bad. garbage. But I think Stephen King's... Book might just not be that good. I
1: think Stephen King, yeah, I don't know, man. Stephen King's. He, th- he writes so much that it's got to be hit and miss, right? Mm,
0: yeah. Well, and I think that, like, just. But I haven't read it.
1: Like, it might be great. It might Because be. there's, cause in certain adaptations, you have to make liberties. You, mm. just, you have to. You have to,
0: yeah.
1: Um, apparently, so Stephen King's openly said in the commentary for his. on the DVD for his miniseries. Yeah. Um, that the character of Jack was um, partially autobiographical. Yeah. Because he was struggling with alcoholism and um, unprovoked rage toward his family at yeah. the time he was writing it. Yeah. So that is probably partially also the why he was... He didn't...
0: He was offended he by was a particular sinister mood. portrayal of him. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I, and I understand that. I get that, why you would find that very off-putting.
0: Because well, there's nuance there where, like, Jack needs help. Yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't just an evil bastard, but I can, like, cause at the risk of moving on to Dr. Sleep a little too soon, the, yeah. the idea of like the, um, the Alcoholics Anonymous, uh,
1: yeah.
0: meetings playing a role in Danny's recovery from alcoholism, um, like that seems to fit this idea of taking the blame of, of the alcoholism and and admitting that it's a higher power who has a who has control over you yeah. that's like step 1 of the 12 step program yeah is like going no like i i am at mercy of a higher power so i need to i need to allow god to help me yeah <laughs> out right. of this and like so being able to go no it's the mansion it's this higher cosmic power of evil that is making me do these horrible things it's the devil yeah. is very much akin to, like... I assume that that's what Stephen King did. He went to AA meetings and and sort of went through a 12-step program and came out of it. And, the, and Doctor Sleep portrays that side of things, the recovery yeah. from alcoholism, whereas The Shining is much more of his descent into the potential destruction he could have caused to his family.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um... But, but again like not a whole lot of that is explored in the shining the movie it's
1: i think it is but it's very it's very subtle it's very underplayed um and it's sacrificed again i think for tone and visuals mm. it is a beautiful film
0: that yeah it is yeah as a f- just
1: purely <sighs> on an aesthetic level yeah it's yeah. gorgeous. It's it's
0: just, it's hypnotising to look at and listen to. Yeah, like, but,
1: I was transfixed by the film, mm, even though there wasn't much ha- happening.
0: Well, and that whole idea of every frame of painting yeah. that is uh, uh, accredited to Kubrick's work is, like, seems to really come across there that, like, you're not even meant to watch it like it's a film as much as it is a sequence of visuals. Yeah. That are all beautiful and interesting in their own right. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I just, I came out of it going, I was expecting like, cause we've done a few of these old, like comparing old to new movies now Yeah, and yeah. a lot of them have been classics and like yeah. I was expecting to be as pleasantly surprised as I was in Jaws or, or see, you know, some of these other movies that we saw. Um, but instead, I think I was more vindicated on my opinion that you can just absorb this movie osmotically and you don't really need to watch it. Well,
1: the interesting thing is when we get to talking about Dr. Sleep in a bit more detail is that you can just watch that movie without having seen The Shining.
0: Yeah, you absolutely can. Because
1: any Shining context is either explained or you've absorbed. yeah. Well, in saying that, I think it is definitely worthwhile watching The Shining before you watch Doctor Sleep.
0: Yeah. Um, don't, I mean, I, I don't know if you should bother with the extended edition or not, because I, I, like, I, I haven't seen I didn't seen even, re- the that was original. just the version
1: that was on iTunes. I yeah. just rented the only iTunes version. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the, you know, some cuts of films end up being the cut. The that definitive, is bit, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Blade Runner's like that, too. Mm. The final cut is considered the definitive one that yeah. everyone should watch because the original cut's got the horrible voiceover and the director's cut's a mess, <laughs> I think. I don't know, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, Danny, yeah. is in the book, apparently is just really open about his supernatural ability and makes right. it very clear that the voice in his mouth is... Um, like, it's very clear that the voice in his mouth is like an, a, a piece of his subconscious that he's kind of given a name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked how that was underplayed in The Shining, but then I liked even more that I then understood it in Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I mean it's a nice yeah. twist. The in The Shining, Red Rum is a great twist. Um, like when I say a great twist, like the voice in his mouth is portrayed very sinisterly in that movie. Mm. Like it's gonna be a bad thing, and then it turns out to
0: be all a warning. Yeah, but it's a... It doesn't make a lot of sense. doesn't. Well, yes. Correct. (laughs) It's more that, like, it would have been an interesting warning if... It's a bit like a good mystery novel, or a good mystery story. You should be able to piece together what it means. You could never have pieced together what that meant just from hearing him say red rum. Yeah. So like the clues that they give you were insufficient to make that a satisfying twist, in my opinion.
1: I don't know. I like the reveal in the mirror, red rum, and I don't know
0: if that's in the book. Well, that, I'm sure it was. That plays into the visual motif of, um, of the of the mirrors involved in all the different scenes. Yeah, especially with Jack. So like being able to, to like if you sort of acknowledge that Jack's angry side exists in the mirror. Yeah. So then, murder existing in the mirror makes more sense. Yeah,
1: that's kind of interesting. You can also really like this is a kid that doesn't ex- understand his power, and he's getting it through a voice in his head. Well, like it's very, it's very easy to accept that that could be muddled.
0: But also at that point in the movie, Danny did appear to be not there, being completely taken over by, um, by his shining. Yeah. Um, which I can only assume is, like, a sort of defense mechanism for, like, to stop the, the hotel getting into him. Yeah. Like, while he's got his shields up, he can't let his actual personality out. I don't know. But again, like, none of, like, none of the dumb, hard magic bullshit stuff is, like, explored in this movie. Because it's much more about the actual, um, like, emotional themes going on. Yeah. But ultimately, that leaves it leaves a lot of the movie empty. I think uh,
1: maybe I don't I don't necessarily agree because it's just the movie's not really about that.
0: I guess it just feels a bit like The Walking Dead, where the idea is to get this this feeling of isolation. Yes, in this big empty house. So like every like all the sound has echo. All like. Everything is designed to feel like you're this tiny little thing in this big yeah. empty space, and that's an that's a fair enough feeling to explore. But there's not there's not enough there's not enough character and an exploration of themes for my liking. At least not in a way that that excites me. I'm a bit that's fair too enough. lingual. I would want this to be more. I want this to be more dialogue heavy or more event heavy. Well, apparently, so I'm reading this as well. So Wendy's character
1: in the book is far more self-sufficient and a bit more mm. well-rounded and um, is mo- mainly with Jack because of her own poor relationship with her parents. Mm. But she's actually a more um, self-reliant person, Hmm. um, and in the novel she's never hysteric, like, never is hysterical or collapses, like, Hmm. um, the words, that's how they describe it here. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember her doing it that in the
0: It seemed pretty reasonable that she was in a point where she was probably just going to get killed.
1: Yeah, like, with the axes coming through the door, I'd be fucking screaming too. Like, what, what can you do? Yeah, um, but apparently, because the Shining script was co-written by a woman named Diana Johnson. Yeah. Um, and apparently, according to her, Wendy had a lot more dialogue, but Kubrick cut a lot of her lines because he wasn't happy with her performance, the actress's performance.
0: Which is a um, little weird. because well that, that was said by the people we were watching this movie with, like, yeah, going in. He so I like... was sort of looking for her doing a bad job, and I thought she did fine. Oh, so she did
1: good. I, there was some... That bit where she's talking about um, Jack hurting Danny mm. is really unsettling
0: and perfectly performed.
1: Perfectly performed because of her performance. Mm. Like, because it's just a bit of dialogue. So the you know the the feeling comes from her delivery of it, mm. and it's real. It's one of those. It's really unsettling. Yeah, because
0: mm. she's so frantically trying to make it not sound as bad as it was yeah to the point where you believe, oh shit, this guy really did like beat his kid um apparently
1: jack recovery recovers his sanity and goodwill through the intervention of Danny in the book, right that doesn't happen in the film also instead of playing so, uh Frederick Clark suggests that instead of playing a normal man who becomes insane. Nicholson portrays a crazy man attempting to remain sane, (laughs) and that's actually a really interesting way to look at it.
0: That absolutely is
1: how the performance comes across. Yeah, but also makes with watching it with that context is makes it more makes it a little bit more kind of uh, interesting of a performance. Mm. In the novel, Jack's final act is to enable Wendy and Danny to escape the hotel before it explodes due to a defective boiler killing him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: he dies the way, spoilers... Yeah. Danny dies in, um...
0: Yeah. Dr. Sleep. Um... Which is a little weird, because, like, is that how the book version of Dr. Sleep went, then? Like... Yeah, I don't know. Can't really... Both um, those explosions can't happen.
1: Apparently, the defective boiler is a major element of the novel's plot, but is missed entirely from the film. It's just not there.
0: Yeah, because that would imply that um, Jack was doing anything besides trying to write the novel. Yeah. Um, rather than um, spending like spending a chunk of every day actually maintaining the boiler.
1: Apparently, the hedge was added. The hedge maze was added as a replacement for the. Animals, yeah, yeah, the um, tapiries. Yeah, I think the hedge is actually way better,
0: way, way better.
1: That sequence in the film is so good. Well, and like that, the way Jack that is,
0: shot of the yes, zooming down from yeah, yeah from above and is the amazing.
1: Way, and the way Jack is unrelentingly chasing Danny, mm. um, and then the way Danny ultimately bests him, mm. brilliant,
0: yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. really clever,
1: um. A lot of the, Apparently a lot of the scenes with like the ghost girls in the hallway um, and the blood pouring out of the elevator are only from the film. Yeah. Um, apparently the typewritten pages Wendy discovers on Jack's desk are also from the film. Yeah. Um, words of Wisdom and Here's Johnny are only in the film as well. Yeah. Those lines. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, yeah, so I wonder what the book Doctor Sleep was like then, what the differences are.
0: Don't look them up. <laughs>
1: But we can talk about Doctor Sleep first and then talk about this afterwards. Did you like The Shining? What do you reckon?
0: I was a little disappointed with The Shining. I'm, I get why people like it. I don't get why it's a sort of classic. Right, yeah. Um, it seems like the sort of thing that shouldn't have done well. But for some reason did.
1: I think it's... The aesthetic. I think that's actually
0: mm. a big part of it, and that's it's, just not normally what blockbuster audiences go for. No, that's true. But I guess it is horror, and horror isn't a blockbuster genre. No,
1: and it's also an, it's it's from the late eighties. Yeah, so slightly before the big action movies of the nineties kind of yeah got a real foothold. Yeah, um, it was the eighties. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it was.
0: Point is... Jack Nicholson's super young. It must be the 80s. Fair enough. So we should talk about Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Um, Which, to me, felt much more like a movie. <laughs> and, and less and less like a series of, of paintings.
1: It, f- <laughs> it really felt like a sequel to The Shining, in a
0: good way. Mm. Um... I thought Ewan McGregor's performance was fantastic. I was surprised because in the trailer they must have used alternate cuts where he sounds and looks terrible.
1: Well, I think, I don't know, I didn't watch the trailers really, so I'd... I've always liked Ewan McGregor. I've never seen him in anything I haven't liked him in. Yeah. Um, even though he's done some bad stuff. Mm. But but was he was the main character in Robots. Remember that movie? Robots. Oh, yeah. I used to love that movie as a kid. I
0: only saw it once.
1: Anyway. Anyway.
0: Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, and McGregor did a really good job. I like, especially portraying like just a broken person.
1: Oh, geez. That, yeah, I was, oof. And then, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I haven't said anything, <laughs> but I'm just remembering things. Yeah. Spoilers for Dr. Sleep.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's just say that again. Mm. Like, nobody noticed murder carved into his wall for weeks. Anyway. <laughs> He's not having many guests over, is he? <laughs> Apparently not. Oh, not after his mate dies. Oh, Spoilers. Uh,
1: that was so sad. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bitch. But you're already dying, so I can't even wish death upon you. Yeah. It's like, what a... Spiteful. <laughs> Wait.
0: Like, what an awful fucking last ditch thing to do. I know.
1: Just such a dick move.
0: Yeah. But also, why didn't she just do it again? Like, why didn't she do that more often? Uh, I don't well, because
1: in a lot of cases, they um,
0: but, like she could have done it to you and McGregor, and she didn't. But I guess she's writhing in pain and disintegrating. So yeah, yeah, that's enough. a last ditch effort, right?
1: <laughs> like she, yeah, would um, be more helpful if she'd done it earlier. Mm. The yeah, the the this is interesting because it's just like straight up people have supernatural powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the idea that, every, like, there are a lot of people with a little bit of shine in them. Yeah. So they yeah. get lucky, like, a lot of the time, mm. and, you know, there's that line, like, bring flowers home for your wife and she happened to have had a bad day. Yeah.
0: Like... Yeah, like, I, I do like that, that there's just a little bit of magic in everything. It's a pretty whimsical thought. Well, it is, but I, I think it's... it
1: It's not, you got these superhero powers because you're Thor... Or something like that, or bitten by a radioactive spider. Mm. Um, and like it seems like not
0: many people have proper
1: powers.
0: Well, and so you can go into headcanon, hard magic stuff here, where like if there are people, like I don't know what to call the bad guys in this. I guess steam eaters. If if there are a bunch of fucking gypsies, man, (laughs) (laughs) fucking pikies. Uh, yeah if there's if there's a bunch of these people who are going around accumulating this I guess mana. yeah then there's less mana in the rest of the world so there's less people with who are really strong
1: yeah and but then you've got people like um what was the main girl Abra, name again? Abra. <laughs> shit name <laughs> uh, on the nose a bit a but... little
0: bit yeah
1: and she's just, like, so powerful. Yeah. I actually thought the scene where she was going in the mind of the other woman and yeah. she was going back
0: were so excellent. cool. Both of them were so, so good. So satisfying. You haven't seen any Mob Psycho 100, have you? Nah. That is very Mob Psycho 100. Oh, really? Like, the, the main kid in that is just, this this little boy is a bit socially awkward, but he will dominate you. Like, he'll dominate anyone with psychic powers. Just all the time, like he never has to even try. No. Nice. He just has you by the balls all the time, so it's super satisfying to watch other people turn up and be like, "I'm the best, and I will beat you." And he just sort of goes, Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> "Like just fuck
1: you." Well, what I think worked especially well in this was that she, the the bad guy, what was her name? Her name? She had a, uh, Rose. Rose. Her name was Rose. The um. Hand. She also um, she was shown quite powerful early on. And mm. We saw her do a lot of horrible things mm. before she then got fucked.
0: Yeah, so, so that it makes was it super satisfying. It makes it
1: extra satisfying when it's like you've met your match,
0: bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when you when they establish the power set and the power ceiling, and then just break it with this little girl. Was yeah, awesome. yeah, that was super cool. And then for Danny not to be useless. Yes, for Danny to just be like. Like he doesn't need to be a super powerful. No, and he wasn't
1: really. The only the ex, the only major use of his powers was when he took Abra over briefly. Yeah. Um, and used her powers. Yeah. At
0: least that's the impression I got. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now there is so much Bob Psycho one hundred in this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Like, um, yeah. Spoilers for that. So. But yeah, like there's a there's a whole. Any I'm, I I shouldn't go into it because you haven't seen any of it. So, just yeah, if you want to see some crazy Esper powers, yeah, right. like th- this definitely this almost felt like a season of Mob Psycho 100, and I love that show. So,
1: um, there were also some great details. Apparently, when um, uh, when he wakes up with that woman he slept with, yeah, um, there are there are a couple of black flies flying around. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we find out later that he'll see black
0: flies when someone's about to die sometimes. And that they probably died in Mm. that room not too long after he left them. I reckon she was already dead. She'd like choked on her vomit or something and just passed out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was fucked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of like real fucked shit in this film. Especially for it then to like at least partially turn into a whimsical like... Little girl is badass. Does magical. It was like yeah, but it's
1: like little girl is whimsical badass. It... Also, uh, she watched a bas- like this kid get cut open. Oh, and her dad's died for literally no reason. Yeah,
0: it was like a hardcore Matilda crossing yeah. with the shining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: Matilda meets the shining, um... which
0: I liked, and I think it, it just. I think it did a little bit to sort of fit into modern sort of superhero-based sensibilities of having a, a, s- a set-up magic system Which I, and how It also works.
1: sounds like that's more in line with the original Shining kind of idea of the Shining. Yeah,
0: so I don't feel like it's just cashing in on what is no. hot
1: right now. And it built, it built off the Shining. Yeah. Like, it makes sense because in the Shining you've just got this kid that doesn't really understand what's going on, and as an adult he can explain it. Yeah. Um, the inclusion... A lot of the other those other characters like they recast too. There's yeah. no de aging going on. Yeah, yeah, which um
0: which was good because it which sort makes of separated such a
1: refreshing it. change. And means <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that wasn't take like because the problem with in a Marvel movie, you know, you de age the character, you're like that looks great. jeez, that's fun, isn't it?
0: But it's also. The but person who plays the character is vital to the story. Yes. In this it's like is it a sequel? Like it's like it definitely is, but it's but is it, it also it doesn't to... matter
1: and it would have been distracting to have young Jack Nicholson running around.
0: Yeah, like it's almost a standalone movie that just happens to take place later in the timeline of a different movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is sure. it is a sequel. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Um and I think the villains were great. That, that bit where they just get fucking, like, ambushed. Oh, and, and, just... and heaps
0: of them die. I was it's like. Nearly all of them. Yeah, I, oh, like, so it was good. super satisfying and cool.
1: Because they've been going around literally murdering children.
0: Yeah, but also, like, because there were a couple of characters Stephen there. Stephen King like,
1: and, like, just having his bad guys murder a heap of children for no reason.
0: I think Stephen King.
1: <sighs> hates kids.
0: Well, uh, look, I mean, I might be going way too deep in the psychoanalyzing <laughs> here, but if if that Jack from The Shining character is an autobiographical thing, I think he might have some guilt about some harm done to children of his own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that... I, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, point fingers at him or anything, but I think that there might be something here going on of, like... Uh, well, at least... Because in, in It, right? The, yeah. Yeah. Violence done to children is seen as like an ultimate evil act. Like only the psychopathic fucked ones or existential dread monsters from the other side of the universe, yeah, um, actually hurt children. Yeah. So in a so in all of the Stephen King things that I've seen, the only people who hurt children are those types of people and the autobiographical character of himself. <laughs> so that's a. That's a fucking absolute mindfuck. The
1: the autobiographical version of himself is trying to say stain while being overtaken by ghosts.
0: So. Mm. Like, yeah. is it
1: still the ghosts doing it in
0: there? Yeah, and we actually never see him actually hurt Danny. Yeah. We only see him tormented by the ultimate evil act that he did. That yeah. he might have done. That he probably, probably did. Um, yeah, like... I think there's... Yeah, I, I, I don't know, there's... It's um Yeah, it's sort of interesting to see that yeah, these these characters' whole deal was was killing children. And it's like that when you put that in the context of other Stephen King things, that ranks them as fucking the next baddest thing after it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently in the book they're explicitly called vampires. Yeah, fair enough. It makes sense. sense. Yeah, I think they kind of act that they would. I imagine they act kind of the same in this. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the biggest difference is, which makes sense. So, naturally, at the end of the Shining movie, unlike the end of the Shining book, mm. uh, the Overlook Hotel doesn't burn down. Yeah. The boiler explodes, kills his dad, and the hotel burns down at the end of the Shining book. Yes. So he does go back, but it's like an RV camp. The oh. final confrontation takes place on the ground and the ghost kind of cameo. where it used to be. Yeah, where it used to be. Whereas in this they kind of take the ending from Um, the actual Shining book book and even give Danny the arc that his dad has mm, in the Shining book.
0: Which I think works really, really well. I think it works probably better than going on RV campground, to be honest. Absolutely. But also... Thematically. We've seen Danny at rock bottom... Recover from it and really redeem himself. Yeah. If if that had have just happened to Jack Nicholson's character at the end of The Shining, it would have been like a cheap ending. Because yeah. Because we haven't seen him. Well, and maybe it works in the book. Don't know. Oh, I'm sure it does because it's a it's a completely different character.
1: Longest force, you know, form of storytelling too, so that yeah. helps. Yeah.
0: But like, so it totally works in in Doctor Sleep to put it in there, and I think it fits really well as this homage to what Stephen King wanted for the original Shining story. Yeah. And, like, how good was that scene where not Jack Nicholson is, is pouring whiskey for him? Oh,
1: that scene where they discuss... His fight with alcoholism is great, and that's where Ewan McGregor, like, shines. Mm. That scene where he's, like, about to drink out of the bottle. Yeah, and it, like, he it touches, touches st- his
0: lips, but he doesn't do it. One of the
1: tensest scenes in the movie. I'm like, don't do it, Ewan. Ewan, don't do I'll it. Believe I believe mean, in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't have the same level of intensity as I think The Shining does, but it's, not, it's more contemplative than The Shining movie, um. I think. It's still suspenseful and has some scary bits, but there's also, like,
0: not a single jump scare. Oh, except for that light. That one time what where, the- like, <laughs> these movies, right, everyone goes, <laughs> exactly. I'm so sick of jump scares. So people go, okay, cool, we'll save our jump scare. We'll, sa- we'll have one jump scare. Yeah. Because we're allowed one. And we'll put it in there. And we- we won't do it for something, like, dumb and obvious, like, I don't know, the monster being scary. That's too obvious. We need it to happen when someone abruptly turns on a fucking light. Fluorescent light. Oh. Uh. And yeah, they're like, the fl- <laughs> I was gonna say, the fluorescent light, yeah. It wasn't- <laughs> like, like, flicks on us like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, fuck you, movie! And they do it in The Shining, too. Like, the- uh, in- uh, There were dumb bits in that movie- like, yeah. like, cause I was, I was really annoyed cause there was a lot of like, it might've been that it was the first one to do it nah, 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 nonsense. But like there was a bunch of scenes that if they, if the music wasn't like that would have just been n- like a little bit boring. Yeah. But, but the fact that it's somebody playing a violin wrong in the background, makes it apparently creepy. Yeah, and it's like You can say that about a lot of movies, though. I think
1: music is such an intrinsic part. Music absolutely You can have does action that. scenes that wouldn't be suspenseful without the music in them, you know?
0: Yes, but again, it sort of plays into what's wrong with Stanley Kubrick's version of making a movie, because we would see something unsettling about their behaviour, or what they were saying. We could have been shown these things, rather than told it by a... I think uh, we are shown a lot of it. But towards the, towards the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just I just sort of got sick of hearing... St- Fair enough. I mean, that's fine. Bullshit and the fucking... <laughs> Whenever... Uh, um, what did you think of the Doctor Sleep bit
1: of Doctor Sleep?
0: The bit where they actually just name-dropped the, <laughs> the movie. But title. I more
1: meant like... So his thing is that he ends up finding this town and he works in this mm. um, old people... Home, right? And well,
0: yeah, it's a uh, it's a pastoral care yeah. facility, I guess, like it's for people who are going to die. Um, there's a
1: cat that has The Shining. Uh, I assume.
0: Well, I assume all animals do in this world. I guess <laughs> that yeah. like that's just sort of how um, they work.
1: And this cat lives in this place, and when someone's about to die, the mm. cat goes and sits on their lap. Mm. Hello, kitty. Um, the kitty was so cute, Cal.
0: Sure. Uh, Filthy fur dropping shitting animal anyway
1: but at least it goes and shits in one place
0: sure yeah that's why cats are better than dogs but
1: anyway yeah um and what Danny does is he goes and helps people and uses his shine to ease them into death so they're Mm. not dying afraid
0: it also helps to ease people into death uh when you know for a fact that there is an afterlife yeah well yeah (laughs) that helps like so he sort of he sort of cheated there (laughs) But I mean, like well, that was def- it was a sweet set of scenes, yeah, they, and I did they, appreciate. They also that.
1: don't explicitly say there's an afterlife, but they say there's something else.
0: Yeah, you go on; you don't yeah. just end.
1: Um, so I thought those scenes were really nice. Um, not much going on there.
0: No, but it was interesting to see um, old mate Dick from The Shining appearing and talking to him. And the yeah. cat leading him to yeah. them. Like the it felt like all those scenes weren't there just to be like, yes, Danny's a good person now. Yeah. They were there to show you how the cat works and and yeah. I also
1: liked that the ghosts like followed him mm. into his adult life and kinda of haunted him for a long time. But he put them in these boxes mm. in his head. Yeah. I actually liked that a lot. Well, what a that, fun way to defeat a ghost!
0: Well, it's an interesting method because, like, that has some basis in psychological treatments in the past. Yeah, right. um, of like just using visual metaphors for a way to help yourself heal from things. Mm. So, yeah, being like able the to cut
1: to like the opening box yeah. in the thing, and that was very visually similar to The Shining. Yeah, so I thought that was great.
0: Yeah. No, it's, um, it was definitely a a good, and like, it it set up a mechanic for like how Danny could be more useful than Abra without actually being more powerful than Abra. Yeah.
1: Well, and in the end was, Mm. although that ended up resulting in his own death. Yeah. So
0: 50-50. I mean, but... But that wasn't the original
1: plan, right? Yeah. The original plan was to put her in a box. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah. I like that battle in their heads. Mm. like the, the axe, the replicating of the axe sh- like yeah. thing.
0: I feel like they recast a lot of characters from The Shining with slightly prettier people. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, particularly particularly Wendy. I feel like the actress they got to play her was just a little bit too young and attractive. Gap in her teeth wasn't quite as... Uh, <laughs> well, because by the end of...
1: She did look a lot like... Um, yeah. What's her name?
0: Wendell. I, but by the end of um, by the end of the actual Shining you sort of like you grew to really like this woman and, yeah. and how she played with Danny it's like fuck she's just a great mum yeah and you sort of just appreciate her on that level yeah whereas in this it's just like oh it's just another like they've just picked whoever was sort of young and attractive and could do the role from the role from the casting thing they just went hey, it doesn't matter let's just pick someone well, pretty well
1: she has so little time <laughs> yeah. on screen
0: yeah it just—that's one of those scenes where, like, like that ending scene where they're where they're played by their younger selves, where it's the mum and the little boy yeah. as the as the boiler explodes, would have hit me like it probably would have made me cry. Yeah, if it was the mum from the original Shining. Yeah, that's fair because then it has all this baggage attached. Of yeah, um, of of watching them play in the snow together, trying to avoid Jack because he's being a bastard.
1: Yeah. There's probably the the, 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 adap- the book adaptation. I'm sure is the reason that she's not more present in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it also makes sense. Like this is like Danny getting to his lowest point and finding his way back. Yeah. It's really nice. It causes for a weird time jump in like the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um. Which I don't usually like, but it kind of works. That's
0: this. so much better though than trying to adapt the timeline of a book by just crunching that timeline. I agree,
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: Like, Um, more movies should just go, yep, two years later. (laughs)
1: Twilight New Moon has a sequence where, um, you, like, they, like, circle around the main character in her bedroom just Mm -hmm. watching out the window and every time you see the window it's a new season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it does it visually at that Mm. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do the title cards in this Like they do in The Shining Where it just <laughs> cuts to a black screen The text <laughs> is slightly above centre
0: <laughs> I sort of Like I get that that's a Like oh this is based on a book And books have chapters and these are chapters Like I get that But that seems a bit too basic bitch for Kubrick To be honest
1: Yeah but I kind of liked it
0: Eh, I, I liked knowing it very, that like
1: it-, it felt very intentional
0: it definitely was, um, like, the the movie was definitely built in these blocks. Yeah. And then separating them with clear moments of, like, okay, that bit's over. An ambiguous amount of time has now passed between the start of this black card and the end of the black card. Yeah. And, you, and so, in that time, just assume Jack was a bastard and all this other shit's happened. Yeah. Like, you don't really have to think about it and you can just assume, you can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, in a way that a lot of other movies don't do. A lot of other movies show you the whole timeline from start to finish and leave you no room for interpretation or extrapolation in your head. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so I guess that I guess it is useful in a in a movie like The Shining to, to put those in there. Yeah.
1: Um but overall I really liked Doctor Sleep.
0: I I really did too, and I don't know if it was just that it did feel just much more like a modern version of I don't know if I would have thing. liked
1: it as much, though, if I hadn't just watched The Shining.
0: Yeah, it's a bit hard to say.
1: Maybe one of us should, and one of us shouldn't have just watched like, watched it.
0: Nah. Nah, because then... We, cause then we it's wouldn't just have one known... of explaining
1: what The Shining well, is.
0: We, we wouldn't have known if the other one was just being a salty bastard about one of the films, or not. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I liked it, and I wonder if the context, yeah, helps, but... Mm. Um... I thought it was really great, actually. I, I think it's. Uh, you might, it's surprisingly I'm probably a little bit good. biased
0: towards you and McGregor. Yeah, probably. But I mean, like when, like I'm a little bit glad that of the last two um, new movies that we've done, um, Terminator: Dark Fate and Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Both have been pleasantly, surprisingly good. Yeah, they have. Like they could In, have really been fucking terrible. I was gonna say. It, in a
1: way that yeah they could have been bad movies Mm. whereas Doctor Sleep is it's own thing while also capturing what I think people really like about The Shining Mm. and I'm sure there are people lots of people who won't like it because it's all there's a lot more to it than The Shining
0: Mm. Um,
1: but I think that's kind of the point
0: yeah well because there's actual plot and characters and stuff that like feels like more of a movie or a book rather than a series of paintings. Yeah. Which, again, I don't want to knock Kubrick, it's just that it doesn't really appeal to me as an interesting use of... Fair enough. ...of movies as a format. At least, I don't know, I'm just much more interested in a story rather than an experience. Which
1: this is very much more of. Mm. Um, and there's a much more definitive change in the character, the main mm. character we're following. So I think that works.
0: Mm. Even if a lot of that does happen within that time jump, um, it's it's more about, here's, you, here's someone that you could be at their rock bottom. Yeah. And then here's all the things they can achieve. If they get their shit together, yeah, like it's it's not about how he got his shit together. It's about showing you what you could be if you got your shit together.
1: Yeah, 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 that's true. I just, um, I wonder what Stephen King thinks of this one.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's been asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm and not he, going And to he's go. probably like,
1: I haven't seen it. <laughs> No cameo. After, after,
0: um, after It was. So... It chapter 2,
1: I but, would have thought maybe he'd have a cameo. Did
0: he have a cameo in It chapter 1? I don't think no, he did. He didn't. Because I reckon he was just waiting to see if that was any good. And then he went, yeah, all right, I'll do the cameo in chapter 2. I didn't hate It chapter 2, but.
1: It it's, just wasn't it's as good as chapter not 1. Not nearly as good as number 1. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I'm looking forward to a uh, Job Willen supercut.
1: Uh, apparently they're making an official supercar.
0: Oh, yeah, you said that, yeah. Um, Uh, I'm not looking forward to that, because that's just like, let's watch eight hours worth of two, three hour long movies. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing that. If
1: they edit it to be chronological, though, because
0: I think they won't edit it to be chronological.
1: (laughs) They should, though, because the worst part about the second one is the flashing back and forth. Yeah,
0: that, the... Uh. Because all it felt like was, wow, why wasn't this in the first movie? Yeah. (laughs) Like, why couldn't the first movie have been even better? By having any of this extra stuff in there.
1: Well, it just makes the second one way too long. It
0: does. The second one is way too And you long. cut
1: back and I'm like, yay, the kids. Mm. I've seen this all already. I know how this <laughs> goes. Yeah. Like, you know how that ends, so it's not as intriguing. Yeah. And it makes the adult stuff less interesting because you like the kids more. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I would have liked Stan, uh, Stephen King to become, like, like do Stan Lee style cameos in all, these in movies, all of his movies. All all his movies. That could have been, been good. really
0: good. Um, but, well, that's not the world we live in. Stephen King isn't Stan Lee, so that's fine. But, this, like, Doctor Sleep gives me hope for a good young adult supernatural blockbuster series. Not, not based on The Shining, but it's like, this proves that you you can do Harry Potter, but good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter needs to be a TV show. Just let it happen, JK.
0: No, over her dead body. Which, quite frankly, I'm fine with. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Plus Uh, 70 years. I mean... There is absolutely no way... Warner Brothers wouldn't make a show. Warner Brothers wouldn't make a show the second she's in the ground. (laughs) The
1: the risk is... Yeah. They'll put it on the CW.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Warner Brothers themselves... Will will drop the last bit of dirt onto her grave. Oh jeez. And then go, right, cool, release it. They've already made it. <laughs> it's already been done. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot will fucking drop the bloody <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> drop, drop the last bit of dirt. And it'll be like Steven Spielberg's Harry Potter and and it will be good.
1: Or well, make spin-off movies that I actually want to see. Like make a, make she's the man quidditch through the ages. <laughs> I've said this before, I'll say it again. Why was Fantastic Beasts not just an adventure
0: film? Get Amanda Bynes back. Uh, Was it Amanda Bynes? uh, No, because it might have been... Yeah, I think it was Amanda... No.
1: Kieran. Wait, was it Kieran Knightley? No. She was in another one. She was in Bend It Like Beckham. Uh, Bend It Like Beckham, but it's Quidditch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kieran Knightley. Same
0: thing. Kieran Knightley and and, uh, Amanda Bynes can play, like, the mum of one of the characters and, like, the coach. Or, like... I don't know some other fucking cool character in there. So like, Hogwarts history.
1: Yes, yeah. just a uh, it's a documentary about the construction of the Hogwarts.
0: Uh, a young uh, Madam Hooch. One of them could play. A young oh yeah, Hooch. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I just think fuck off with your war
0: shit. Don't make
1: Harry Potter again. Yeah, make other stories in the. But But talk about this so much, Cal. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did. I
0: only meant to bring it up in passing because it was like this was such a good. Harry Potter never covers up. Just in passing. No, I know, but but like, (laughs) yes. Doctor Sleep was such a good version of like little girl kicks ass with magic powers. Yeah, like because it was it was understated. It was, and and it was largely
1: Harry Potter movies.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, again, we're not going to... Yeah, let's It not. doesn't come up in passing. But yeah, I, I think now, like, this is how you do a good one. Take that, run with it, someone, anyone. I want one because I want to be like, look at this. This is like Harry Potter, but not shit. Yeah. And, and then people will go, oh, okay, yeah, right. Maybe Cal was right all along about Harry Potter being a bit shit. I don't know people will say they that. They probably won't. I'll die before anybody says that to me. But I'm right, oh, be damn your it. Dead body I am counter. right, damn it. <laughs> anyway, we should wrap this up. We're getting very off topic. Um,
1: yeah, no, I thought Dr. Sleep was pretty good. I think it
0: actually was. Like, You should definitely go and see it. I think we've managed to not spoil very much of this. Yeah,
1: we didn't. We kind of spoiled that the, they go back to the hotel at the end, but yeah, they were always gonna. Of course
0: they were going to.
1: Yeah, they were always gonna. Well, we didn't really, and we kind of spoiled how that ultimately ends.
0: Yeah. But the story, the,
1: like the journey, is just as interesting. The
0: journey's great. Abra's great. Um, Danny's great. Like the the whole thing is just a B plus movie, you know. Like, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna win any muffins, I don't think. But uh, I was
1: thinking about that. I I would nominate some characters here.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Some characters,
1: maybe. Yeah. Um, as far as like just great protagonists, Danny is up there. Yeah, like, fair As far enough. as some of the, one of the more interesting, char- like, I, there hasn't been another movie this year that I can think of where I was like, no, 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 to like him, just a character taking a
0: drink. Yeah, just taking a step back in his character. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. That just shows how effective the previous steps were in
0: like hooking me in. Yeah. To that character. Mm. Um. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get so to Muffins. Muffins are coming up, man. There's only like two more months up. until I we know. do Muffins. It'll all go to Star Wars. I probably count. No. Uh. Go <laughs> it's going to be the best movie of the year. Probably count. Chill yourself. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> We're going to uh, include TV shows again this year, I think, too. There have been a we few good ones. We haven't watched that many, though.
1: Not for the podcast, but we've wa- there's been a few things that have been out.
0: Uh... I mean, I, I I haven't watched very many. Fair enough. Is the thing like titles? Well, was speaking good. of
1: TV shows, so next week, Cal, mm. we got a couple of options, and maybe the audience should tell us what we want to do. You don't even know what it is yet.
0: I'm for those who can't hear, burying my face in my hands. So
1: the new Charlie's Angels movie comes out. Yep. So we could do Charlie's Angels versus Charlie's
0: Angels. <sighs> Look, that does have Bill Murray in it. <laughs> the original one mm. does, the, and the new one's got Patrick Stewart. I do like Patrick Stewart. Um, or
1: new Rick, and, a new episode of Rick and Morty just dropped, and I think there'll be another one by next week. So we could talk about the first two episodes of new Rick and Morty. I don't know if we got a whole episode out of two.
0: So you're making me watch The Mandalorian right? at some point. That'll be the
1: week after. Ugh. Yeah,
0: bleh, bleh.
1: I'm just gonna make you watch one episode. It's not like I'm giving you a season commitment.
0: Kat. I was gonna say, can we do like a, an episode of a TV show that's just come out, and then a movie? Like can we can we make the TV show talk like a segment rather than a whole I've episode? I've been saying
1: that for so fucking long. No, you... you
0: haven't. Yes, you I have. absolutely have not suggested. Fucking liar! I've suggested, you I've suggested liar. that before, and you argue oh, Scumfuck! I've
1: suggested that before, and you were like, "Oh no, I'm Keelan. <laughs> I don't want to watch TV shows." I'm
0: so mad, and I don't want to watch TV shows. It's such a time commitment, man, and it's hard enough to fucking go and see bloody movies at this point. Yeah. Oh. We're so off topic. Well, Go right. watch Doctor Sleep. I was going to say, and tweet then tweet us. us your
1: thoughts at Video Shop Pod. Maybe we do Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels, and then we'll do just the Mandalorian and like Rick and Morty as a episode. Sure,
0: and tell us what young adult uh, magic like urban fantasy novels you want to see turned into. Scandalary Pleasant. Sure. Have I, you read I, it? No. It's so good. <laughs> I still spoilers want to... for
1: Scandalary Pleasant. No. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I s- make I still want a good um, Animorphs movie, movie <laughs> oh, yeah, series. fair enough. Because that, man... Whew. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez, calm down. <laughs> or, or missed. I want, the, I want the book of Atrus made into a bloody TV show, finally. They've been talking about it for ages. Somebody's had the rights for ages. They've been in negotiations with different studios to make it for ages. No one will fucking make it, damn it. Make it bloody Netflix original. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Fair enough. Anyway, see you, nerds.